Hello, my finest friends. Welcome to another Rahalastapa. This one was recorded at the Leicester Comedy Festival at the Y Theatre in Leicester. And the guest is Jos Norris, a fantastic comedian. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with him. I think you're going to enjoy this. We went to some interesting places. Look, we're back doing these live at the Leicester Square Theatre. We'd love to see you watching us either in the theatre or from home on the live stream. If you head to richardherring.com slash gigs, you can find out who's going to be on and where to buy tickets. And if you go to gfsboxoffice.com, you can buy live streaming tickets and watch the show live or at any time afterwards uh, of your choosing. Do it. It'll be fun. Anyway, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahala Stupper with Jos Norris. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Y Theatre in Leicester. Please welcome a man who hates Leicester and everyone in it. It's Richard Herring. Thank you. Hello, King Steelers. You stole my king. Richard of York, there's a clue in the question. Ours, give him back. You can have the Duke of York. He's a... He's alive, that's much better, surely. It's much better. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Y Theatre podcast. Uh, I was hanging around uh, in Loughborough the other day. Uh, it's an amazing, I don't know if you've been, it's an amazing tourist attraction that shows you what it was like to live in the 1970s. Everything's, everything's exactly the same as it would be if you went to the 90s. Incredible interactive experience. Do recommend it. Uh, they call it Rahala Yatapa for this, for this week only. Anyway, welcome. Lovely to be. Uh, lovely to be back in Leicester, of course. We'll let that. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Um, and uh, we're part of the Leicester Comedy Festival, which is fantastic. So thank you for having us. Uh, and uh, yeah, just what's been going on. Uh, I've been I've been acting in a film last week. I'm a movie star now, so I won't be doing this for much long. Won't be doing this stuff much longer. Um, it was an improvised film I was in. I had to lick Russell Tovey's face and neck, so... <laughs> Quite good. He tasted nice. He had, a, he had some aftershave on, but it, wasn't, it didn't leave you going, yeah, it was quite nice. He tasted... Anyone, some, some people are quite jealous of me for licking Russell Tovey. It's very lickable. Um, apart from that, uh, my daughter came up with uh, a great way to get free paper. She was very excited about this. She came down from my office and said, Dad, I've come up with a way. She's uh, 28 years old. No, she's seven. <laughs> she's seven. Just turned seven. She came down and said, I found a way to get free paper. And she said, you know the copying machine you've got in the office? Just put a blank piece of paper in that. You can have an infinite paper. 28 years old. 20. Should have done the 28 years old there. That's the... Um, and uh, my son, oh, it's going to mainly be stuff about my kids. Uh, my son, um, it's, I, I was away for the week, and when I came back, he gave me a big hug, and he said, I'd love to see you back again. He's four. Uh, he said to me, I want to be just, I just want to be like you, is what he said. He just want to be, it's nice, and it's what for every father wants. Thing is, he is exactly like me already. I'm very sorry. Uh, I should have realised that that would happen if I had. I hoped he would be like my wife, but he's turned out, he's obsessed with wee and poo. Uh, <laughs> He just wants to make people laugh, but misses, well, misjudges what's funny about 85% of the time. Is, is, it's very sad. Uh, and uh, that might be about it. That might be it for, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for 
comedy. <laughs> that's, the, that's all the comedy I've got for you. So uh, we are my guest this week. Um, he's probably best known for playing Jaws in Santa Geddon. That, that's why we're here. Will you please welcome? That's why we're all here. Will you please welcome the amazing Jaws Norris, ladies and gentlemen? It's Jaws. Oh, there he is, Jaws Norris. Come in, Jaws Norris. Jaws. Jaws. Did Got I surprise it. you? Yeah, you did. I thought you'd come, come in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I went good. Round. It was a good idea to go around. Play a prank on you. <laughs> it's sort of a prank. It was a helpful prank. Yeah. Because yeah. you came. Did on you the look right. over there? I looked over there. I knew, then, I knew you would. That's yeah. why I did it. I it was great. Because you left me there yeah. and I saw there's a channel and I oh, thought, I know what I'm going to do. Don't explain the magic. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. That's so I've got, a, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, do you? Yeah. I've got one to pick with you. Actually, okay. But we can do them in order. I'll do you first. Okay. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Jaws is the name. And I'm, I'm, don't, <laughs> I'm not. People have just accepted that you're called Jaws and that yeah. is not... Do you know what? This, this happens surprisingly rarely. People really? get confused about it and say the wrong thing, but it's right. very rare that people sit me down and go, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? And it's I feel like it should happen more. Yeah. Well, um, explain yourself. Uh, it's short for Josiah. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> if you take the, the I-A-H jo off, Joe's, the, off Josiah, and then you take the S off, <laughs> and then you put a Z back on, yeah. that's, short for that's short for Josiah. Okay. That's sort of how I came about it anyway. There was a, there was a recording. Not. The first instance of my name appearing anywhere that I can find was an old episode of, you know, the Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish podcast? Yeah. There's an episode of that where Joe Cornish says he has a friend called Jeremy who calls himself Jez, so he might call himself Joz. And Adam Buxton said, I hate that. I never want to call you Joz. <laughs> and for years, that was the only evidence I could find of my name existing anywhere. So I'm just trying to kind of give it a better... I'm Better not, airing than it's had so far. I'm not going to accept it. You're not impressed. No, I'm not accepting it. <laughs> I tried to spell it with two Zs yeah. for a bit. So you'll be happy to know that that stopped. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that. The more Zs, the worse it is. Yeah, that was, I think, around 2005. Okay. I thought I might try an extra Z. Uh, and for a while, it, there was a... Oh, I don't know if I... There was a Y on the end for a bit when I was 12. Okay. I was called Jozzy for a bit when I was 12. And that was hor that was a horrible time. <laughs> it was there used no to be good. a show called Jossie's Giants before your time. Did there? Yeah. What was that about? I think it was about a football team. There was Murphy's Mob. Oh, no. Everywhere you go, everything you see, people say, you know, it's a tragedy. Sang by was Gary. That the theme tune? Or... It sang, that was the theme tune right. to Murphy's Mob. Just... It was sang by Gary. Um... <laughs> I you were just singing. Do you remember, remember Alfie de Saint Pet? Oh, yeah. Oh, how do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember they would talk about it on the telly. Okay. I'd be, wait, <laughs> yeah. I'd be waiting for something else, and okay. they'd say, "You can watch Alvida's Pet later," okay. and I'd go, "Nah." Gary Holt or something. The guy who died from Alvida's Pet sang the theme tune to Murphy's Mob. Why was he in it? Yeah. Oh okay. no, he wasn't. He wasn't in. He was in. He just sang the theme tune. Just sang it. Yeah. Everywhere you go, everything you see. <laughs> What did they get? What did they get no, him? it's a tragedy. Find another piece because you can't play here. <laughs> and then me and Phil Fry couldn't work out what the next line was because in those days there was no internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did it sound like? We decided it was spreading all your nits about. <laughs> uh, I did look it up, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, Does that you know to it's going to be all right if we stick together. Gonna have a fine, fine time if we stick together. No more mindless, empty days. 
It's long. Thank you. Yeah, it's the theme tune. <laughs> it's it's theme a really tune. long. Probably doesn't feel it when you watch the show because <laughs> it'll have the, all the instrumentation. They weren't expecting people just to sing it yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Was it done a cappella in the show? No, there was a band. Right, I can't right, remember right. what Jossie's Giants uh, theme tune was. Is there a character called Jossie in it? Yeah. Oh, nobody told me about this. Jossie's Giants. They might have cheered me up a bit. I felt yeah. very sort of burdened. But your with name's Joss, not Jossie. Yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah, so don't yeah, start yeah. trying to take Josh, Jossie. <laughs> Just could you call Josie? What's your bone you want to pick with me in return? I, well, I was um, the, earlier this week, so I'm doing a show in uh, in Leicester for the comedy festival this evening at six. And the, uh, earlier this week, Stuart Goldsmith, uh, he's also doing a show at six, or was. He's had to cancel it because he's got COVID, and he tweeted saying, um, "I'm still testing positive for COVID. I might have to pull my show." And somebody replied and said, "That's a real shame. I've got tickets to." They're probably in, this person. They said, I've got tickets to see Ruhalist per mm. at two, and then I've got tickets to see you. If you cancel it, is there anything you'd recommend? And Stu very kindly said, you should go and see Jos Norris. And this person said, cool, I hope you get better, but if it's cancelled, I'll go and see that. And then you replied, <laughs> I would say needlessly. <laughs> you replied and said, Jos is actually my guest anyway, so don't, don't bother. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry about it. You can, see him, you can see him at mine anyway, so it doesn't, don't you go. Missed, you missed an exchange where <laughs> the, the man context. who is in the audience now said it would only give me five minutes to get across Leicester to see your show. So, right. it, so you said, don't bother with it then. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting to see him anyway. And yeah. then, you yeah. know, you could do your show now. Yeah, yeah. These people aren't going to come and see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, sorry about that. No, that's okay. Go and see Joz's show. Everyone else probably can just about make it. Yeah. No, six o'clock, you should make it. Yeah, 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 it'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go and see him. Uh, okay, that's all I had for you. I was, it was just the thing about the, the reason I the wanted name. you on. It was just yeah. the name thing. I thought I can probably Get sing me the Murphy's Mob. why. Sing that. Yeah. <laughs> been, been all right, isn't it? Give me a net loss of one <laughs> sale, and then, <laughs> then I'm out of it. We're done. Well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Good. Really good. Um, there's a lot. Look, I've been. I, I. I first. I haven't seen you live. I might come and see you at six o'clock. It's here. don't. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible show. I've got to go and walk the dog. Yeah. Uh, so that's better. It's a better use of your time. What kind of dog? Uh, it's a German Shepherd crossed with a Husky. Yeah, that's a better use of your time. Yeah, that's a good, good dog. Needs a walk. That's two good dogs mixed. Yeah. She's Do good. they cancel each other out and it's terrible? No, it is. She's a good it's one. It's a good dog. Though her brothers and sisters were terrible. Right. So we, got the, we got the lucky one. They were just too big to... My, my mother-in-law and father-in-law took the brother and he right. got so big they couldn't... He pulled my mother-in-law's arm out of oh. the socket. Oh. <laughs> Not off. And my mother-in-law was quite tough and she just popped it back in again and carried on walking oh. the dog. My cousins had a German Shepherd and it, um, they had to put it down because it tried to eat their baby's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible story, though. I, I mean, it would be a horrible like story if... Story. No part of it is nice. It would be the worst story if it had... If it had eaten the baby's head, yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to put it down, though. I, I think, think you need to get it out. It can't be part of that family, but I think there's other families <laughs> where it would... Or not... There's other, there's other jobs it could do. Yeah. Put it in the, put it in the army. <laughs> Put it in the army, in if, the army. if the enemy's made up of babies. Yeah. <laughs> There's an army of babies. Send it into battle against an army of babies. It's going to do great. I don't think it needed to die. Are they in? They live nearby. They're not in. Good. I think it's sensible to kill the dog. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
Uh, I think the first time I became aware of you was you do lots of things online. My, and I think maybe the first one I saw, oh, certainly, there was a, I've retweeted you a few times. Yeah, thanks. There was a, there was a great one about, I and mean, this isn't entirely representative of your work, I have to say, <laughs> but there was a great one about the 30 days half September. Oh, yeah, that's that very was, unrepresentative. That was, it yeah. like, functions quite well as a sketch. <laughs> it's clearly about something. It's a proper sketch. With a, yeah, that makes was a fun. good point. But it's a good point. I've always thought that. It's a, it's a poor... It's a it's, terrible poem. It's about basically the rhyme running out of steam yeah, quite quickly. Yeah, half September, April, June and November. And then every, from that point on, like, you could just stop doing poem <laughs> at that point. Everything after that is a mess. So I made a sketch that, yeah. was, that was that. Yeah, I got very busy in lockdown yeah. doing sketches. Did yeah. you do that? Well, I was doing a lot of online stuff. and we did, I did do You've got a few, podcast, right? I've got, I've got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'd How's like, that going? It's going all right, yeah, Great. it's going pretty well. That's I good. started doing ventriloquism, which I think, so... I've Have got, you? Yeah, I've got a ventriloquism Who's show. Who's doing this voice now? It's, this Someone is me. backstage. This is me. I'm Mike Yard. This is me. I don't know. Wow. Um, Can you do a bit now? Uh, it won't be good I for the a, listeners. I need something to make... Uh, I'm, very, I'm pretty good at... I'll do... It's, I'm pretty good at doing it now. Hello. It's me. What? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't hear what You can't hear it. I've got That's my good. map. I've got my map. You're making noises. Yeah. That's good. I've got actually. a 130 year old ventriloquist dummy that my great granddad made. I mean, I was going to oh, talk to you about that. This. You have to burn that. <laughs> burn That's going to kill you. <laughs> You've got a 100 year old ventriloquist yeah, dummy. Yeah, 130 years old. It's this in You've general. got to get rid of that. He's very, I can't do it. I love him so much. He does threaten to kill me in my sleep. Does he? But they're all pretty creepy. My daughter made one, made me for, my, for Christmas. <laughs> My daughter's got tries to get in the show a bit. For Christmas, she'd been, we'd, we'd been to um, uh, Willows, which is a local tourist attraction, and there'd been a Santa's grotto, and she'd picked out this doll, which was just a head, but with you could do the hair hairdressing on it. Where's the uh, body? There was just it was just the head, so it's head and shoulders and the, and the hair that you could brush the hair and do the hairstyling, right. and it wasn't very good. So she chopped off all the hair and painted the face white. <laughs> And wrapped it up and, and and pulled the head off the shoulders and gave me this head for oh, no, Christmas. <laughs> what did she want you to do with it? Well, I turned it into a puppet for the show because then she took it back and put some of her old pajamas on it, so it was wearing <laughs> pajamas. Yeah, this is horrible. And then now it's a, it's a, a Greek oracle that can that can see the future in my show. Can it actually? Um, well, it's so far it's done pretty badly. But it's also features in I play snooker against myself. Right. This this shouldn't be about me, but let's, <laughs> I don't mind. Um, when the guest isn't very interesting, I just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk about stuff I've done. I play myself a snooker, obviously, and yeah. then through lockdown I did big tournaments. So I played lots of people. Uh, but Sybil, this is the name of this doll, uh, has come into the snooker to predict what will happen in the snooker in the last four frames. Right. She gives who will win. And by how many points? Does she get it right? She's got all of them wrong. So, <laughs> which is kind of more impressive than yeah. getting one right. Yeah, that's like, quite sweet. It is. She should keep trying. Yeah. And then she'll get there. Yeah, so there we go. So that's my... That's my anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking uh, about lockdown. Remember. Coming up with stuff lockdown. Yeah, I found oh, it, yeah. you found it quite a, a fecund time creatively. I kind of, like, I sort of had to for a bit just because I, I think I went a bit mad in that first one. I think I had the mindset of... I remember I called my agent when all the sort of work started disappearing and went, what do you reckon? And she said, give it a couple of weeks, I reckon. <laughs> I think we need a couple of weeks to let this kind of work itself out, but yeah. then keep doing what you're doing. So I thought, okay, I'll make myself busy. And then just churned out a lot of rubbish, <laughs> a lot of absolute rubbish. But it kept me, you know, well, I, I did lockdown in a very weird house 
because I'd ended up in a... I had to move out of a flat that I was in with some friends. So then me and one friend ended up in the house that belonged to a, a sort of weird alcoholic that lived in the attic and mostly didn't come down. But so he owned this house... And mostly, we didn't really know he was there for a lot of the time. But every now and again, he would kind of come down and do a Zoom call in the living room right. and then disappear again. So I, just, I had to do something. <laughs> I had to be busy. Is that where the cuckoo clock is in that sketch? Or is that, is that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was my granddad's. My granddad made that cuckoo oh, clock. Right. I've now had to send it back to my dad's. Because I, I moved out of that house in the end because it got too much. And I sort of exploded at him one day. And I stole his hoover and a lot of his stuff, and then got in an Uber and then ran away. Okay. And then realised I'd left an important ramekin and had to go back for this ramekin. After I told him everything I'd think about it, I got very... It was, it was a year... It's a messy story, actually. Trying to yeah. work out, actually, the, the reasons for why anything happened. But I got, I got very cross and then shouted, you're horrible, and you're horrible to everyone who lives here. And I'm sick of it. And I'm taking back Hoover because I need one in my new place. <laughs> Put all my plants in an Uber and then drove off and then had to sneak back in. Yeah. And then he hid in the attic again, so it was fine. Okay, it sounds, you know, this could be a sitcom in this. No, it was too no. sad. <laughs> it was very sad. It was very sad. Oh, but, that was it. There was, a, they were, there was a secret couple. There were two other housemates and we didn't know they were a couple. But okay. then he lent me a camera to film all this lockdown content on. That yeah. Had, um, <laughs> uh, he'd, he'd forgotten that he'd left nudes on it. <laughs> So they, they were a couple. We found out they were a couple. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they were just nudes they were everyone in the house <laughs> while we were asleep. This guy was coming. Yeah, we were all in there. How did you end up in this house? Uh, spare room. Just went just on spare room. A, you end nice. up with mad people. Yeah. It was a nice house, though. It was yeah. worth it for a bit. Yeah. Had um, little jacuzzi taps in the bath. That's nice. But they were filthy, so if you turned it on, it just stank as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of felt luxurious. But it stank as shit. <laughs> so that was the trade-off. If you wanted to do that, you had to then have a shout. <laughs> <laughs> so there were pros and cons to yeah. this whole thing. So, you know, lockdown was quite tough then. Yeah, so you, but you, you know, better, better, than, better than it was for some people. I had a little garden. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a little garden. <laughs> <laughs> And so were right. you, was that, you were doing videos before lockdown, though? Yeah, yeah, I kind of did them every now and again, and then yeah. I just thought, I'll try and do more of this. I feel like I don't do much, you but seem, I guess I do a lot. You seem to do a lot, but I think that's... You seem, I feel like I don't do much, and I realise I spend 90% of my time yeah. Yeah, working, yeah. really. You always compare yourself to people who have gone fully in yeah. and just kind of lost their minds to it. Yeah. Go, well, well, I'm not you, doing as much as them, yeah, but true. I am addicted and I must stop. Yeah. But, yeah. you know... Yeah, but, you know, also, you sort of think, I think for you and me, we probably think we're not doing anything because yeah. it's not on TV. It's just yeah. you, me in an attic and you in the madhouse. Yeah. You you know, oh, attic. I am putting that out. That does count as... <laughs> that does, me talking to an old dummy does count as work somehow. What did you do with the dummy? What did I do with it? I just yeah. talked to it about the news. Just chat. Just oh. have a chat about the news. And it, it replies? Um, it makes uh, sexual innuendos about my mum, which I don't like. Oh. <laughs> Very upsetting. Does it keep doing it? Uh, yeah. Even though you ask do. it to stop? Yeah. <laughs> That's step, rude. You need like, to set some boundaries with like this to, guy. I tried to stop him, but it's he's not unstoppable. Okay. Um, I've, got a, I've, got a dumb, I've got a puppet of my, the test. I lost a testicle last year. Oh, right. a, oh yeah, congratulations. A, thank you. I've got a, got a puppet of that. Well, to our comedians, it is, that is a, a cause for congratulations. Isn't it? Oh, well done. You've got a, you've got a potential yeah. Edinburgh show there. <laughs> that could win an award. Well done. 
I, I thought I worried about that for a while. My testicle. Turned, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I, just, I had a similar I worry. Yeah. And um, I had to... Uh, it turned out it was one, one was just quite big. Yeah, that's, that's normal. That happens. But yeah, I had to go and be assessed a lot to mm. find that out. Yeah. And it turned out a lot of the doctors were big comedy fans, which but, was nice. They? So you just have somebody... The embarrassing thing is they sort of... They give you like a little... I don't know why I'm going into this... <laughs> But when I went, I don't know if you've had this, they give you a little um, tissue to cover yeah. your penis. Yes. But everything else is... <laughs> so you've got... Every, everything else... Full, and they, they have a gel, yeah. and they'll do whatever they want with it, but you have a little tissue, <laughs> so your penis is safe. <laughs> so you cover that, and then they kind of do their thing, and then they go, Tim Key's great. And I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Tim Key. <laughs> and they go, do you do the fringe? And I go, yeah, yeah. And they go... I've never heard of you. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm, um, thank you for the time. When I'd, had, when I'd had my operation, my anaesthetic, when I came round from the anaesthetic, there were loads of people gathered around me going, you're a comedian, we're here. <laughs> like, people had come to see me wake up. Did you say something funny? I didn't because I was a bit confused about what was going on. <laughs> Anaesthetic's great, though. But that's the first time. Have you ever had general anaesthetic? Don't think I have. It's great. What does it do? Well, it's like dying. Right. So you oh. find out what it's like to die. It's lovely. Did you see yourself from no, above? No, no, you just die. You go and you're, oh, right. you're gone. Wow. You're, you're out of it. Is it and like then, sleeping? No, it's not even like sleeping. It's peaceful. You're not there. There's no soul, because if there was a soul, why would it not appear then? Why is it, well, oh, I'm going to wait till you're dead before I come out. He'll be like, oh, what's going on? He looks like he's dead. Oh, no, he's not. Better get back, better get back in again. <laughs> Uh, and then you just, you know, like, you're in, suddenly an hour has passed and you're in the future. It's lovely. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a nice way of skipping through time, yeah. I guess. Do you do if it at I, home? If I could do it, I would, I, would, I would do it all the time, but that's what killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I think, so. I think essentially, I think you sent, I said, I was saying this somewhere and someone said that's what Michael, Jack, Michael Jackson just self-medicated anaesthetic, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Worth what do you it, get it for? How much? Stuff, what's the least you can get it? You can get it in the dentist, right? Uh, general anaesthetic. I don't know if they'd put you completely under, but I guess they mm. might do if it's horrible. Yeah? Has anyone had it for the dentist? No. Right. Someone's saying okay. no there. That, is, that was a bold move from the person going no. So they don't, they're tried. saying they don't do it in the dentist. I keep asking. Especially, especially when someone else has said yes, which implies you just said no, they don't do it in the dentist. You may not have experienced it, but they have. Someone else knows how to ask better. Yeah. <laughs> or is more, is more charming. Please. <laughs> really, what's Ed, up? Ed Patrick, the comedian, is an anaesthetist as well. He's really? really? About it. Yeah, That's so a whole job, anaesthetist. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah, just like but... doctor. No. Like a bit serious. of being a doctor. You have to do all the doctor stuff and then you choose to be an anaesthetist. Wow. He's written a whole book about it. We're going to have him on oh, later. I should, yeah, I should read it. Yeah. It's good. It's good fun. I, I mean, he's trying to be actually. like, uh, oh, what's his face? Isn't he? Adam Kay. Adam Kay. He's trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. Not going to work out, is it? It's not going to. It's been done. Can't have two. Done can't have two of them. We've done doctors. We've done doctors. It's all good. Um, uh, good. Well, yes. Yeah, so look, I was what. There's uh, there's lots of great things. A lot of them are on your website. If people want to catch them up, uh, I I very much enjoyed. You've done a couple of sort of 
longish sketches or shortish films oh, with, Ed, yeah. with Ed Axel. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, I then. love working with Ed Axel. It's sort of... How did you get together with him? Because he's quite an, an old man and yeah, you're quite, you're a, quite a young boy. Guy. I think, so the thing with Ed is that I think he, um, he's one of the funniest people in the world, if you don't know him. But I think he's, he's one of those people who often doesn't quite know how to, how to like action things because he's got great ideas and he would sort of get in touch and go, I've got this idea, um, I want to do a thing where I'm possessed by the devil. And then I go, okay, what happens? And he goes, I don't know. I've got no plan. <laughs> but I want to be possessed by the devil in some way. So then I would go off and write a script and kind of put some stuff together and show it to him and go, roughly this? Is this what you want? And he'd go, yeah, that's it. And then we would film it and he would ignore everything that I had written <laughs> and just do his own thing. But I would never quite know where we would go. So I would be kind of saying lines that I'd written and he would just come up with whatever else. And then we would film that and try and edit it together into a sort of a 12-minute thing and then send it around places, and everyone wrote back and went, nothing happens in this <laughs> 10 minutes. Can you do another version where something happens? And we went, okay, we'll do the same thing again. We did about three of them, I think. Right. Each one increasingly pointless. That, well, I sort of like that about it, because the, the one I've watched, I've watched a couple of them, but the one, I've, the one I like best probably was the... Um, the one where you tried to steal a, uh, a vending, vending machine. machine. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was the one where they said something's got to happen. So we went, okay, we'll steal a vending we'll steal machine. machine. And they said, do you reckon you can do that for £1,000? That's our budget. <laughs> okay. Which is cheap. If, you'd, if, you'd, if you've ever tried to make a film about stealing an entire vending machine, it's not a lot. I mean, vending machines cost more vending than £1,000. Vending machines cost, yeah, about £1,200, <laughs> we learned really quickly. So then there was a discussion about, can we build a fake vending machine out of wood but then put the front of a real vending machine on so it looks like a real one. But then we worked out to do that, we'd need to buy a real vending machine and then <laughs> enough wood <laughs> to make a full-size fake vending machine. And none of it really added up. So eventually, and it's a shame actually, and I think it comes across in the final thing, that um, we, you never actually see us moving a vending machine. The joke was going to be that we wanted to kind of carry a vending machine up and down and bump into walls like a sort of Laurel and Hardy thing. And what we've ended up doing is we go towards a vending machine <laughs> and kind of touch the edges of it, and then there's a hard cut, and then it's in the back of our van covered by a sheet. <laughs> and it's not in there. We didn't move it. We were in a... I'm not allowed to say where we filmed it, because there was an office that went, we have a vending machine, we'll let you film here for free. And we said, thank you so much, that's really kind. We'll, we'll credit you, we'll put your name on the credits as a huge thank you. And they said, we don't want our name anywhere near us. <laughs> we do not want to be credited. So that uh, interests me because in the vending machine, there were yeah. cheese and onion flavoured hula hoops. There were. Were they in the offices actually? Because I sort of thought, oh, that's quite a funny thing to put in well, the vending machine. Well, you thought we like... I thought you thought, what would be the funniest crisp you could put in an adult? Hula hoops in our office. No, that was... Is there for children? <laughs> My kids eat... Hula hoops. It was a weird And cheese and onion are the, the weirdest flavour. At the bottom, of the... it had cheese and onion hula hoops and like a fruit twist Fanta. And then at the top, it had um, lentil pot chips and like a little pot of olives. So it was kind of, you could choose how old you were based on, actually based on height, which yeah. I guess works. <laughs> Doesn't matter. As you grow, you go, oh, I'll eat what's directly in front of my face. And now I'm an adult. And that's how they did it. Well, I like the fact to make the machine lighter, you took out the lightest snack and yeah. then put, put it on top of the machine yeah, when you tried yeah, to Yeah, that's a that subtle gag that. that was my favourite Not joke. many people spotted that gag, but we were very proud of that. Good. It's just a lot of fun working with that. We did a live sketch show in Edinburgh um, in 2019. It was a sort of a double... Because we constantly tried to come up with ideas for sitcoms and films, and then we took them to meetings, and these producers gave us free coffee and told us to keep in touch, all this kind of thing. 
Uh, and then none of them went anywhere. So we were like, we'll put them all into a sketch show. And we did this sketch show. And every time it went well, wait, it was, I think Ed was furious every time it went well because he wanted it to be different every single time. So every time we did something that was funny, I'd be like, okay, let's try and do that again. And he'd go, no, we never repeat ourselves. <laughs> so then we'd do something brand new the next day and it would be awful, absolutely awful. And then he'd go, okay, we'll try something again tomorrow. And I was always... I think I was always trying to cling on to like, we've got to eventually have built something good. And Ed was always like, I want to keep trying. I want to keep kind of exploring stuff, which meant about, probably about 40% of the time, it was very funny. And then 60%, I remember a woman came from some sort of like industry, but I think she was a producer or something like that, and then left at the end and went, I'll come back next year maybe when you guys have some material. Ooh. And we said, um, it just got um, three stars in the Scotsman. She went, three stars for that. And then stormed out. And the three stars was very generous, <laughs> if we're being honest. It said it was like waiting for Godot, but a bit funny. Right. Which is pretty good, because I mean, waiting for Godot is funny. It is very waiting funny. Waiting for Godot is really funny. I don't think it would have been funnier than waiting for Godot. No, it wasn't. It was really, <laughs> that review was wildly off. It was bad. I think but it was but then a lot of the stuff doing is quite, I mean, that's it's sort of weird and experimental in that, in that sense, isn't it? And that's, yeah, trying that's, to sort of mess around a bit. Yeah. It's sort of... I don't know. I get a bit tired when something's too good or too reliably good. Or but I think I self-sabotage a bit like that. But I think that. But there's what well, one because you review weird obviously. You review a ch uh, cuckoo clock in one, then you review an egg. Oh, yeah. and Review yeah, an yeah. egg in another one, and then at the end of the egg one, you get angry with yeah, yourself that went for a bit it. Mad. Being, but not being good enough to do as a sketch. Yeah, and then I went up into space and talked to God, and God told me to believe in myself yeah. more. I think there's always there's something. I always have an idea that would probably just function as an idea if I just did it, and then I go, no, but I've got to take it off the deep end and make it actually quite alienating and irritating for the viewer. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, what am I doing? I'm trying to curb that more. I'm trying to get better at going. What good. if things were entertaining? I think it's good to curb it a bit but I like yeah. it as well I do yeah. like it but I, I, I went through the same thing I think I've said this quite recently but I, I was doing a point when I did the, like the show Someone Likes Yogurt which was deliberately long yeah. routines that were designed to irritate people yeah, about yeah. four or five of them if one if in one of them it would have been okay but a whole show uh, they people were just like designed it. they were funny but they were designed to irritate and it's one of my most popular shows <laughs> in terms of TV details but it was deliberately to antagonise people really and then I've, as I've got older I've just thought oh but you know people have yeah, you realise people, people are quite nice. People are nice and they've got come out, they've got kids and they've come out for one time every month they're allowed to go out and they yeah. come and see me and I'm just being yeah. horrible. <laughs> you go, none of you get it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to I have fun. But yeah, the funny you stuff, funny. so that idea of reviewing things and yeah, then that getting was scared of, of them, is it, that's a great idea. You don't yeah. need to, but I also do like how it goes off the deep end and becomes weird. Yeah, I stopped after three, I think. I think that was like an early lockdown thing and I did right. a trilogy. Okay. And again, thinking of it like a trilogy, like anybody had paid any attention and knew what I was doing, but I thought, I think I'll bow out on the trilogy. Three's good. <laughs> Three's a good number of those things. Um, but you know, they're, 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 it's very good stuff. I mean, I mean, I didn't see this show, but I'm very, this, your show in 2019... Um, oh, that was fun. that was actually good. I worked hard on that yes. one. Yes, Josh Norris is dead. Long live Mr. Fruit Salad. Yeah. This sounds right up my street. I have yeah. to say it, that started in Leicester. That show, right? Because I, I, this was through a thing with Ed actually. So the first, the first version of that vending machine thing was a stage show where we broke into an office in disguises with fake beards and sunglasses and uh, stole a vending machine. And then I came to Leicester. Oh, that was it. I wasn't doing the Leicester Comedy Festival that year, but I got the brochure through the door because I was still on their mailing list. And there was a picture of me on the brochure because they'd reused the last year's graphic design. So I thought it would be funny if I went to Leicester, but in disguise, like I wasn't really supposed to be there. 
So I turned up in a beard and some sunglasses and a hat and sat in the back of Alison Thea Scott's show eating fruit salads and blackjack. I was having a breakdown. I was having a really bad year. Like I was sad for a full year. And I'd kind of stopped performing for a bit because I needed to just sort out some stuff. But then thought it'd be funny if I just sit there and pretend I'm not there. Then that could be great. So I sat at the back of this show and then everyone knew it was me and said, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to, you're not coming to Leicester this year. And I went, shh, I'm in disguise. Really rude, actually. Really rude thing to do, to just walk into somebody else's show and to go, I'm in character, be quiet. And then John Kearns was supposed to be hosting uh, 110%, the gig that he does with Pat Cahill. Uh, and Pat had accidentally forgotten that he was in Mallorca that day and couldn't do it. So he texted me and said, are you going to be in Leicester this weekend? I need you to co-host this thing. I said, I will be in Leicester, but I will be in disguise. And my name is Mr. Fruit Salad now. <laughs> You're not allowed to call me anything else. And he texted back and said, why can't anything ever be easy? <laughs> <laughs> so I, d- I co-hosted this gig with him where I had a, a beard and some sunglasses and a hat and John was doing his thing with his monk's wig and his teeth and things. And there was a point halfway through where he screamed, look at us, we're not well. At me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was something in that thing, like I think there's a lot of fun to be had with disguise. And then it was that, that was playing with that character and pretending to be this sort of, tee-hee-hee, I'm not really here. I'm Joss Norris, but I'm not Joss Norris. I'm a man in a beard, and I'm this cartoon character I've invented. Suddenly it was really fun, and I just really enjoyed it again. So that was sort of my way back into stuff. And that show was sort of just a lot of big clowny games, but then gradually I tried to work at it to work out what they were all saying as a whole. Because I think that was the thing I'd never done before. I'd always just done shows that were a load of stupid things by themselves, and I hadn't put more effort into working out what I was doing with them. And this one I kind of went... What if I tried harder and then tried to work out what it was? And it sounds like if I try harder, it's fine. Yeah. It's like a bit better than usual. You won a you won an, won an award. Won an award. Comedians, award. comedian awards, yeah. which is a good yeah, one to yeah, get. Yeah. So all the comedians in Edinburgh that year get a vote on which is the best comedian. All the ones that could be bothered to go on to a specific <laughs> yeah. website that curates this award voted for that one, which was uh, it was nice of them. It wasn't really the the plan that year. I think it was just sort of I'll do this to try and remember how to do it, and then it ended up being a show that people really liked, which yeah. is great. I think mostly just people who already know that performing comedy is really stressful and horrible. So if you do a show that's kind of about that, then they all go, oh, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. Audiences hated it. But comedians were really big fans. They liked it but it's lot. an interesting thing to, you know, I think it, you know, it's a similar stuff in the, that I'm exploring and a lot of my stuff of that sort of, that at least aping a mental breakdown and, yeah. and leaving... A gap, even for yourself, is it a mental breakdown? Yeah, or is it, <laughs> yeah I haven't really I figured out until late. So it's it's kind of interesting to do that through comedy, but I think also when letting yourself go that much, yeah. so being a character or having a ventriloquist d- dummy of your severed testicle, yeah, um, yeah, you know, okay? you, yeah, <laughs> but you let yourself. But if you could, by letting yourself go and being in the moment, and you know, yeah, it's, it's something about it's you sort of pure out. comedy in, yeah. within it, right? What's what you really want to do comes yeah. out because you've just told yourself, "I'm not really thinking about how this comes across necessarily." It just strikes me as quite funny, so I'll yeah. do it now. And I heard you saying, in, I think maybe when you talked with Stuart Goldsmith about being quite. Uh, social, well, not social yoga, but not like oh, I'm the same yeah. as this. Not like in crowds. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I always, yeah. I always found that very difficult. You know, it's a weird again dichotomy yeah. that you work work in a job where lots of people. Yeah, come being see up you. here is fun. It'd be horrible They're, to be down there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awful. Do you but still feel that? Fine. Do you still have that? Do you still have that? I still. The funny thing now is like I um, since COVID, I sort of come back into it, and I kind of forget that. Um, I often look at audiences and I'm like, I have to remember why, what they want. <laughs> I look at audiences and go, what are, what are they 
what is it? And then I remember, oh, I'm supposed to be saying something that's funny. And then I, I remember. But I think I still haven't been into many of those sort of group things much. Yeah. I think the main one, was, I went to see the Meatloaf musical. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of it. That's the one sort of big group event I've done since COVID. Right. It's great. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. It's good. I, it's saw, really back to, good. I saw the Back to the Future musical. Oh, any good? <laughs> I would say unnecessary. It was quite... Right. It was, I, I would say it was like a... Uh, if your school had put it on, it would be really right. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> if it was your teachers, you'd go, fuck, that was brilliant. Yeah. And that's sort of what it felt like. There's a similar vibe, I think, because I saw the tour show of the Meatloaf musical, and apparently, I didn't see the West End version, but apparently the West End version like rewrote how they stage West End musicals, because there's a bit where a motorbike explodes. Right. And it, apparently in the West End show, it sort of screams down the stage and then blows up into eight different pieces that fly out over the audience's heads on wires, and then a flock of bats flies over their heads, and then there's sort of jets of flame. And I went to see it on tour at the new Wimbledon Theatre, <laughs> and on the posters it said the show that rewrote how they stage Western Mute. So they very much trade on that. And then as we went in, a friend of mine who used to work in Western Theatre went, just so you know, they do change shows a bit for the tour show, so it might be a bit more low budget. And what they ended up doing, the bike was a, was a mobility scooter <laughs> that they'd kind of like pimped out to look a bit like a Harley. And that sort of very, that trundled down to the front of the stage with him singing back out of hell on it. And then when it got to the front, there was an explosion noise and then the front end of the bike lifted slightly like that. <laughs> kind of lifted up into the air, and then he fell off. I went, ah! And that's the end of that one. It was great. It was one of the best things I've seen. Really good. Really, really good. Um, look, tell me about being on Judge Rinder. This is... Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was... Um, so there's a, there's a comedian... Who was it that was supposed to be on? Bob Slayer, who is a comedian and was a promoter, uh, was going on Judge Rinder with... Um, Oh, it's somebody who does something to do with, maybe, no, it's gone. I can't remember. He had to pull out because he's also a teacher. Okay. Uh, and their plan was, there were people involved in Judd Rinder who said, we want to do a funny one. We want to do a funny episode. So we need you to have some sort of legal beef with a comedian. Is there anyone you can do that with? And he went and concocted something with this other comedian. And then he thought, the parents that I work with at school are going to see me in it. And then I'm going to get in trouble. So he pulled out. So they went, we were really excited about having two comedians on. Is there anyone else that you can come up with something for? And he went, I'll sort something out. So we, I think enough time has passed now that I can probably just come out and say that we did make it up. Okay. Because I think for a long time, I had to kind of keep my head down and go, yeah, there, there was a real legal issue that we had to resolve <laughs> on the show. But we went on there with a kind of fictionalized uh, legal dispute that was about me trying to do a kid's magic act at Download Festival that went so badly that Bob had to crowd surf in a wheelie bin to pull the show back and broke his neck. And with the whole thing, we had to kind of provide enough pieces of evidence that they believed that it was true. We had to kind of convince the top producers that this was a real thing. <laughs> but you also sign a thing saying, I understand that this isn't a real court and I'm not allowed to take this issue to court ever. And then we just went and had a lovely, lovely time on ITV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stupid show. Absolutely mad. And the other people on it are so invested in it. We had to share the lift with... Because they put us in different hotels. We got there, and I asked, what room are you in? We'll have a drink and kind of get ready for the thing. And then went to the room, he said, and ended up meeting a completely different man there. And then called him and went, what, are you, what hotel are you? And they put us in two hotels on the opposite sides of the city because they assumed if we met, we'd fight. And we didn't, <laughs> because they're so used to everybody. Like, they're kept on opposite sides of the studio. And they came into me and went, Bob wants to come and say hello. Is that okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I guess. 
Um, and then we ended up in a lift with a little old lady who was very upset and was talking about, I'm just going to go right in there. I can't even look at her. I'm just going to look at the judge and I'm just going to tell him the truth. And it was her friend had kidnapped her dog or something like that. And she went, what are you in here for? And I went, oh, I tried to do a kid's magic act at a download festival. <laughs> it didn't go very well. And just lying, just lying to all these people. It didn't feel great. No. So none of that had happened. But did Bob Slayer really break his neck? He did crowd surf in a wheelie bin yeah. and then pretended that he broke his neck so that he would get a write-up in the local paper about yeah. it. And then we provided that write-up in the local paper as evidence <laughs> for what we had done. And they said, have you got any evidence of the act that you do? What was the act that was so bad? So I then had to film a video of me doing a really bad children's magic act. Because I did use, I was a children's magician for four years. Okay. So I learned enough bad tricks through that that I did a sort of video and sent that in. And then they had to call my dad. And that, that he wasn't happy with it. I had to go, they're going to call you to check that this is legally verifiable. And he went, I'm not going to lie to somebody that's fact-checking for a TV show. And I said, it's not a real court, it's fine. So he just sort of, he managed to be vague enough to avoid ever saying anything. He said, to my knowledge, they said, is it true that Joss didn't get paid for this, um, for this festival? Because that's what he's suing for. And my dad said, to my knowledge, Joss has never been paid for a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so he managed to kind of sidestep any actual lying. Yeah. A lot of fun, though. Do you ever yeah. watch it? Do you watch really? I much? haven't watched it, that one, really. It's, it's, it's He's very funny. Yeah, I've seen him this on This was the stuff. worst thing, was I think we went on there thinking we're going to be so funny and run rings around it and make this show look stupid. He's good. Yeah. He just he could tell we were stupid. He just made us look really stupid. Is Judge Rinder, I think this came up on another podcast, I might be wrong, is he Benedict Cumberbatch's best friend? Yes. Yeah, best I think man. He was, yeah, I think he was his best man at his wedding. Or maybe the other way around. Well, I can't remember which. Well, they, the thing with Benedict Cumberbatch, he just swaps roles, uh, doesn't he? If they're doing a show, oh, it's nearly, it was nearly a good go because he did Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And he played I Frankenstein. Frankenstein. He was the, the monster and he played Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, trying yeah. to do a joke that about a how he'd do that as, though, that as a wedding as well. <laughs> but I realised it was too big a stretch for a Leicester audience. If I was in London, that would have gone great. It was about 15 years ago, that wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. It was good, though. Thank did you. you watch it? Uh, no. Who would you like to see as the monster in Frankenstein if you were going to see? Is it Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller. Because and... would you be disappointed if you went, I want to see Cumberbatch as think... Dr. Frankenstein? I think. Really? I think if he was the monster, I'd be disappointed. I was thinking I'd like to see him as the monster because have you seen that video of him doing the mocap as the dragon in The Hobbit? No. It's one of the funniest things because <laughs> he's taking it so seriously. But it's a man in pyjamas kind of crawling and really sort of using all of his body and crawling around a green screen studio with dots on his face and a camera hovering there, crawling around going, he's like, I can smell you, stuff like that. <laughs> and you just think, this is sad, really. You reach a point where you're doing so well as an actor that the stuff you're being asked to do is actually re embar really embarrassing, <laughs> but not cool. So I'd wanted to see him do the monster just to kind of see him do some of that acting, yeah. again, some of okay. his proper writhing. Okay, yeah. Okay. A bit more silly. Okay. Um, and so, so tell us about your show that you're doing here in Leicester oh, yeah. in about three hours. Two that's, hours. Uh, that's at six o'clock. It's called Blink. It's sort of about blinking. Or it was going okay. to be about blinking and it didn't really work out. Okay. I, I mean, it's a lot to fill an hour about blinking. Yeah, I realised I've not really got anything to say about <laughs> it. It's one of the less interesting things that we do. Yeah. I read a book that said that every time you blink, it's because you've just had a new thought. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's backed up by any You just blinked science. in the middle of that and then did you, I? Had, you carried on. And I did with it just then. I'm yeah. doing, I did you it just carried now. on with the same thought, so it wasn't a new thought. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. bear up. Doesn't work. You just blinked. blinked. What did you I think? You just blinked again. I think... What um, was that one? You just did one. 
Did what was you that? Know you just didn't that? know. What was that one? <laughs> I'm going to change having you thought. What was that one? You're having loads. I think it's. I think it's more to do with trying to keep your eyes moist, isn't it? Yeah, he said it's not that. <laughs> he said it's in not this book. That. He said I think it's got nothing to do with what's going on with your eyes. Okay. It's all about what's going on in your head. Whoa! Whoa. That was a magic trick. Look at that. How You're going to edit happen? that out? No. They won't know what that was. Well, I know. They'll just good. know something happened that made us make a loud noise. <laughs> that was like bat. Whoa! That was like bat out of hell. Yeah. How did you afford that? That was incredible. I just wanted to give so something back to these guys. The, the people like, of Leicester deserve Wasted that. on the podcast, guys. That's a real shame. Can you do it again? I don't think we can afford to do uh, it okay. twice. Fair enough. <laughs> it was a hell of an effect. Really good. Yeah, I wanted to do a show that, like, I quite, I quite liked that idea. I wanted to try and do a show that made everybody blink at the same time. Okay. Because I thought, if I can control what they're thinking, then that means, by the logic of this book, I can get them all to blink at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I set off to try and work on that. And then I sent in a request to the Arts Council for some money. And they went, yeah, we'll give you some money. There you go. And then on day one of working on it, I realised that's not possible. <laughs> it doesn't really exist. As a th it's made up. It's a completely made up theory. So I had to go, OK, I now need to make a show about something completely different with this money. Okay. So it's now about a magician who thinks he can control what the audience thinks ah. and make them all blink at the same time. And maybe he succeeds, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't, okay. I've just said. It's not possible, <laughs> but that's the, uh, that's the show. It's made me feel very self-conscious about blinking. Yeah, when you think about it, it's suddenly... <laughs> I'm blinking a lot more than yeah, I was. That's because of all the thoughts yeah. you're having. <laughs> maybe. That's because of the but speed think, of the I thoughts. I think audiences are just going to be, so you sitting there thinking, I'm blinking a lot now, is that what you're doing? Yeah. And then they'll be distracted by that. And, yeah. and they won't be listening to what you're saying. They'll be thinking, isn't it weird that we blink? Why are we blinking? Well, it's like I said, I self-sabotage a lot in my shows. <laughs> Do you think if you create a premise that undermines everything? Do you think if you get everyone in the world to blink, so say if everyone jumped up and down in China, oh at the yeah, same the world would fly off. It would, well, it would make a tidal wave or something. Do you think yeah. if everyone blinked at the same time in the world, that, that would the energy of, created from that would do something? It's got to do so because it's probably the same as a butterfly's wings, isn't yeah. it? And they say a butterfly's wings and if it was all make together. the world go round. No, what do they say? <laughs> They say a butterfly. <laughs> well, they, they say, say love makes, makes the world, the world go, round. go round, and love is like a butterfly. So that's and they so, say a butterfly, equal, so therefore, but if a butterfly, butterfly makes its wings here, yeah, in Australia, yeah, someone dies. Yeah, <laughs> every time that happens, but only in Australia as well. There's just a lot of death in Australia. There's a lot of. I've been reading about butterflies and moths with my daughter. Yeah, she's got a book Do about you like moths. Um, I didn't like them. But there's more moths. Have you than, grown to like moths? There's more. Well, I read this book. There's more moths than butterflies. I can't remember this. That doesn't mean you have to like. Them, there's a lot of. They don't, they don't all come out at night. Some of them come out in the day. That's butterflies. Moths. That's just no, butterflies. <laughs> moths have been going longer than butterflies. Butterflies are just moths. What do you mean they going evolved longer? moths. <laughs> moths were the first. They first, and then butterflies are an offshoot of moths. That doesn't mean that moths are good. And you know the difference. Dinosaurs were around longer than us. Yeah, but they're not here oh, still. I like here. Them, though. Um, and moths, uh, butterfly, what's the difference? They have different antennae things. That di that's how you tell the difference. I can't right. remember what the difference is now. I think the butterfly ones are quite straight, and the, the moth ones look quite like... I can't what they look like. Anyone know what moths' antennae look like that differentiates them from butterflies? Well, if I was in London, honestly... <laughs> you people just... You'd find one fucking king in a car park, and you rest on that, and you don't have to learn anything else now. No, I'm not sold on them. No. I don't like them. I always think they're going to go in my mouth and flutter they, around. They won't do that. Yeah, but I think they will. Do you keep a light in your mouth? I don't. <laughs> it's all 
My dad, I, I think I, my dad hates moths because he thinks they're going to go behind his glasses. <laughs> and he told me that so much that I think I had to come up with something they were going to do to me. And I don't have glasses, so I was like, well, they'll go in my mouth. Okay. There's a lot of types of butterflies, is what I'm saying, and moths, like 170,000 different species or something like that. Wow. No, or I don't might like be 50,000. It's also, lots, they're, so. made, they're made of dust, moths. Whenever you touch a moth, there's dust on your hands. Yeah. But that's a thing I don't like about them. What about the way that they transform from a caterpillar into a butterfly? And when you look at the caterpillar, it's nothing like the butterfly. Does that not blow your mind? Did you know what? caterpillars don't turn into butterflies? I they dissolve know. into a goo, and the goo turns into a butterfly. But that's the butterfly has the same memories as the caterpillar. <laughs> so even in the... They've done tests. They've done tests. They've tested, they have. They've tested the butterfly's memory and it can remember stuff from its caterpillar form. Even though the caterpillar dissolved in the chrysalis, it's a, it's a goo. But the goo is proof for the soul because it is, it's proof for the soul. How do you test, A, that's bullshit. <laughs> but B, how do, you, it's true. how do you test a butterfly's memory? You do things you do to it, it to when, it's, when it's a caterpillar. You, you show it things when it's a caterpillar, and then you show it again when it's a butterfly, and it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember. It's like when there's a new Dalai Lama. You know, when they go and get a new Dalai Lama, yeah. and they show it stuff that the, that the last Dalai Lama liked, and the baby's like, yep, that one. They do that with the butterfly. Okay. I don't think that's true. It's true. I don't like this is true. I don't like, because the thing is, you is say that, this? this is like Joe Rogan now. <laughs> people are going to, there'll be gullible people on the internet going, do you know that butter, caterpillars dissolve and that. turn into yeah, butterflies? You have, you have and then I'll be, who will be in trouble? Me, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. People will be you pulling their shows your... off ACAST. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be on the same. Email from Neil Young. Going, <laughs> you got to take that down. <laughs> It'd be livid. Absolutely livid. I don't think. I that, think that's uh, true. I don't think that is true. Because the goo thing. The goo thing is no, true. They not. don't like. It's they not. melt. They melt. They don't. And then the goo. They do. They melt. Caterpillars melt, and then they and then they turn into a butterfly. What do you think? They what? Thank you. One. So that's two. That's What's two. What's your quality? Well, that's not enough, is it? Someone told me. Someone told me to drink bleach, and I wouldn't get COVID. <laughs> You Googled okay. it. It's true according to Google. Well, yeah. why is it not in my big book of butterflies and moths? When was it, when was it published? <laughs> is it a new piece might of evidence? New, yeah, might be. <laughs> that they dissolve. Just they dissolve. They've got eyes and they've got all this stuff. Go, oh, no, let's dissolve all that. Yeah, they all, grow all, all, of it, all of it. It's all, it's all, it's like they turn into like a primordial so soup. So it's not even, but it's not even a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. No, a it's caterpillar a caterpillar that melts. A caterpillar gets hit by acid and then a butterfly flies out. Yeah, it's pretty not much. The same, not even the same thing. Yeah. They just remember the same thing. Yeah, they've got the same soul. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's a good fact, that. And we know it's a fact now, because somebody <laughs> said... That lady said it there. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see Would your you, credentials. If you could... Um, if you didn't have to grow, but you just melted between life stages... Yeah. Would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. If it was, if you could choose I'd like that, prefer or to that or the other, I'd prefer to grow without really? melting. Well, if it's painless, well, it wouldn't be painless, would it? Because you'd be melted, and, <laughs> and it's just easier to grow. I suppose it would definitely feel weird even yeah. if it was painless. Like That'd be to, a weird feeling. I'd like to go into a cocoon and turn into something. If you could go into a chrysalis, yeah, 
and turn into anything else. Yeah. You can melt in there if you want and you'd still have your memories. What would you turn into at the other side? I think I would, um, I wouldn't mind like a, you know those wingsuits? Yeah. So I don't think I'd like wings, but I'd like a wingsuit <laughs> okay. that connects my, so a flapper skin that connects my wrist to my ankle. Okay. So that I can just jump off a building and float what, to the ground. Why don't you just buy a wingsuit if you want to do that? If you want a wingsuit, why don't you just have a wingsuit that isn't always attached to you <laughs> so you can put it on whenever you want? What a waste ex- I think of a wish. Expensive. I think wingsuits are expensive. <laughs> but like this, I can do it for free. Well, so if I'm I, hanging out with other people I, and they, I say, how much was your wingsuit? Why like, don't oh, you grand. turn into... I, go, I just had to melt. <laughs> why don't you get a suit made of diamonds that you can then take the diamonds off and buy a, a whatever you want with including a wingsuit? That's expensive as well. well no, it, you would grow in the chrysalis for free. Oh, oh, and then become really yeah, rich. Well, rather than just saying, I want a wingsuit so I'll have a wingsuit, oh, don't waste do, your wish. So I can do anything in this yeah. chrysalis? yeah. No, I'm going to have my wingsuit. <laughs> I really sold on my wingsuit. What would you have? I would, I mean, I'd try, I would like to metamorphose into oh, no. something, you know, more exciting. It's exciting. The difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly, whether they melt or not in between, yeah. is astonishing. Yeah. Their caterpillars really don't even look like, they don't even, they're not even the same colour. There was one that was all, they have lots of them with spikes and stuff on. My daughter's yeah. making me touch the picture and I pretend I got a spike by the caterpillar. What, she had one? She had a caterpillar? No, she had a picture of one. Oh, right. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a bit stupid. Um, and then that, turns, say, in, that turns into, yeah, did, yeah, that turns nice. into a beautiful like orange thing or something. You know, it yeah, doesn't it's make any sense. it's impressive, actually. They're beautiful. So you'd and probably then, turn into something we like, can't even imagine. stick insects and stuff. Have you seen those fuckers? Oh, they're gross. There's ones that like leaves. Was it mantises as well? They're ones that like uh, that have all leaves. They just look like rotten leaves. Yeah, I don't really understand how they did that. That's incredible. I'd like to. I'd like to go into a Christmas and come out like a rotten leaf, <laughs> like a pile of rotten leaves. Really take a step backwards <laughs> in terms no, of what you. I would can look do. like a pile of rotten leaves, but it would be me. You'd still have and your memories. And then I could memories. just go. Yeah, <laughs> my memories. If I stood up, it would be me. Right. But just <laughs> when I went down, I'd be a pile of leaves, and I could be there. I could be right there. And they could go off. Who are you surprising <laughs> with this? I'd be able to trick. eavesdrop on people, find out what they thought about me, wouldn't I? If I was there, if I it was a pile of leaves there, would you, you would go, with? well, that's just a pile of leaves. That's normal. <laughs> we could ignore that. And then I would be listening, and you'd go, oh, you see, Richard Herring, this is what I really think of him. And what go, if you oh. heard something you didn't want to hear? Well, and then you just, that well, I could jump pile of up leaves and... starts to tremble <laughs> and cry. Like, Why is that pile of leaves? Yeah, I it's something. It's a dangerous skill to yeah, it's a big risk. It is a but risk. you'd learn some stuff. But also you could just, you know, go in the forest and have, yeah. a, have a sleep. Just buy some camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us have chosen the best. <laughs> you could just, the best just get into a pile of leaves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't really need to devolve. <laughs> leaves exist. Yeah. <laughs> be nice if they were attached though, wouldn't it? Have you seen that octopus that um, holds shells and then... Pulls them in close so it looks like a big shell. No, that doesn't That's exist. what he's done. That, he's just gone, I can just <laughs> get shells. He's done the same thing. Uh, good. Look, we're nearly out of uh, time. We started a bit late, didn't we? So we're allowed to do a bit longer. Um, uh, let's make sure we've got everything we need to get from you. What else is going on? Is there anything coming up that we should know about? Uh, I'm working on a radio show, which is coming out in the summer, I think, and a podcast. I thought I'd try and do a podcast. Oh, yes, doing a podcast. They're, apparently they're quite good. Called Secrets. Yeah, it's called Can't Keep a Secret. Okay. It's about keeping secrets. Uh, people write in, tell us secrets, then we read them out. 
And okay. then that person regrets having said the movie. <laughs> and goes, oh, no, now everybody knows. It's all anonymous. We take anonymous okay. secrets. It's me and Alison Thea Scott to talk about uh, things people have done. Mm-hmm. Have you got a secret? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm not many, because, you know, as a comedian, yeah, you yeah. tend to just... Tell, say, tell think, people I everything. think all my secrets are probably quite boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I can't... I'll, I'll write into the show. Oh, great, yeah, please. I'll write yeah, in, yeah, but yeah. not anonymously. Yeah, it's just say, P.S., this is from Richard. <laughs> and then we'll go, big shout-out. Thank you very much. Good. Let me so ask you... Two. Let me ask you an emergency question. Oh, yeah, please. We haven't, uh, the, the, I think the butterfly one's quite... The Christmas yeah. one's quite a good new one. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Um... Let's see what. Let me just let me trick one in advance. Let's see where we go to. Um, what do you consider to be the most mediocre chocolate bar? <laughs> mediocre. So it's got to be one I just don't really think about. Yeah, it can't no, be one. You don't I've love got. it. You don't hate it. Um, I'm. I love a Twix. Uh, that's Twix my is Twix. Sort of... Twix is my mediocre. Really. Yeah. What's mediocre about a Twix? It's rubbish. No, that's not mediocre. That's bad. No, I do. No, it's it's. I did a routine about Twixes being they're never the if you go, they're never the, the if you had a whole choice of everything in a, a sweet shop. Yeah, that's my that's my top choice. No, you Twix. would never go for Twix. I often just. But go if there was a Twix on the table and they said that's all we got, you go. I'll have a Twix. Yeah, no, I'd 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 um I'd get the Twix out of a set of Heroes. Yeah. I reckon. That's crazy. I think mediocre. That's crazy. That's <sighs> literally crazy. That's what that's what I think. Well, I Maybe can't. a topic. Topic. I never think about topics. Yeah. So it's got a. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> Was that people who love topics or people who hate topics? You love topics. So they still do topics, didn't You're they? all in the same area of the <laughs> audience. How does that happen? Who loves topics? Oh, no, oh, no they're, they're spread around. Okay. More or, than a marathon? That's, that's, that doesn't exist. Snickers. Snickers. Call it by what is its real name, though. I think... Um, I, think I often think a double-decker is more mediocre than you expect it to be. Yeah. You think it's going to be quite a big deal because it's got the nougat, and then you eat it and you realise you've felt nothing. I think, I think it's sliding to down towards being bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too close to bad. Twix is the perfect mediocre. And I will have... I'll hear no argument on that subject. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask the question again. But other people like them. Uh, I'll do one more last thing. Uh, just, sometimes it's fun when you get one. Sometimes it's not, isn't it? That's too long. Take all. Uh, what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> I haven't asked that for a while. Um, I think we'd just have to get on. <laughs> I think if we'd... If you just asked for it out of the blue, yeah. I, would, I would say no. Okay. And I think then I would talk to people about it and okay. I would go, oh, no, maybe I wouldn't. Because it would depend if... If, you, if, he was, if he was just a bad flirt, yeah. And he just misjudged it, then maybe I wouldn't embarrass. But if it felt like he was, you know, really trying to proposition me, I might have yeah. to go and have a word with someone. But if we just hit it off and we were having a great time and then he mentioned it. That would be yeah, yeah. sort of <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, the, the, that question comes from the Edinburgh Fringe podcast about 2012. Matthew Crosby told me he was in, sitting in somewhere like the Groucho Club and right. Keith Allen just entered and said, Who wants to sign my car? <laughs> So I think he would, that, would, that wouldn't be right. enough. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Did anybody do it? I don't think, or well, probably at some point. Yeah. In fact, sure we've had, I've had one guest on the podcast who definitely has oh. done it. Wow. Because Storm French used to go out with him. So, uh, well, <laughs> I, think she, I think she has done it. Um, what would it take for you to jazz your own Norris? <laughs> <laughs> I 
What do, what do you reckon that means? <laughs> they all know what it means. Every single person knows what it means. I think you have to get ribs removed <laughs> to do that. Would you like? Would you be happy if your name became? <laughs> I think Jaws is quite a good name. Yeah, it for... needs more of a meaning. At the I think it's, it's a verb, a meaningless hovering a... word. I so it might Jaws... as well be applied to something. <laughs> Jaws yourself off. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it works. But it can it be works. something. Yeah, I think it works. Jaws yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to just let that live in people's imaginations. Okay, they that's good. It's, well, it's sort of nice it to have to be something... whatever they want it to be. It'd be nice to have something named after you, after your yeah. death. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice way to be remembered. And imagine if that became the most popular term for oral sex. Do you want a and that become a pub quiz a... question one day. <laughs> Do you want a Jos Norris? Who was it based on? <laughs> <laughs> You'd live forever, man. That would yeah. be better if you're interested in... I'd be pretty happy. I mean, let's try and make that happen, I think. People are thinking about me at, like, Quite meaningful moments, hopefully. <laughs> like really intimate moments. Yeah. That's quite sweet. Yeah. I'd belong to the world. Good. <laughs> I don't think there's a better point to end the podcast no, on. No, so no, ladies that, and that, gentlemen, that, that go and see a show at six o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, not you at home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just Nos Joris. Joss Norris. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Go and have a drink. We'll be back very soon. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jos Norris. Thank you to Scant Regard for playing this beautiful music, as always. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, for all of his hard work. I'm indebted to George Lingford, the incompetent sound man who, I don't know why he's called that, he's fantastic, who uh, came up to Leicester to record this for us, fantastic. Thank you to everyone at the Y Theatre in Leicester and everyone at the Leicester Comedy Festival for helping us get this wonderful show underway. Uh, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Go to richardherring.com slash gigs. You can see where future Rahalastapa shows are coming up. Please come and see them. We've got some fantastic guests lined up, including Armando Yanucci, Rosie Holt, Omid Jalili, Dara O'Brien, and more to come. So please come and see us if you can. <laughs>